Now you're very welcome to episode 214 of the Tree Talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Veil Star. Just over a week to Christmas, we're still not finished with all, all the action in the in the GA. We had a, a couple of Munster finals at the weekend. We have two All-Ireland semi-finals this weekend to look forward to. There's retirements and there's announcements for college tournaments. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We're live this Wednesday afternoon, December 14th. It's very frosty out there, so if there's internet dropping or anything like that, I think we can put it down to the weather. Matt seems to be frozen there as we speak, but uh, you're coming around, Matt, a week out from Christmas. I'm I'm tying, Jack. That that's what they'd say, you know. I'm tying, but it's not a. It, it, I I know what you're getting at now here, but I I, I can tell you. It's not as near as cold as one would anticipate. It would be up at this part of the world. I'm yeah, I'm looking out at I'm looking out at brilliant sunshine, but I don't feel the sunshine, if you know what I mean. I feel yeah, another it, element. It's lovely and bright in, in the background there, right? But if it's same here, but it's very very cold. So look, you just you urge everyone to get when they're getting out there to wrap up those and the rows, just to be that extra precautious around this uh, this festive season. But even though it, it's the festive season that we have a load of games um, to look back on, namely two Munster finals, two big games to look forward to this weekend in All-Ireland semi-finals. But we have to start today with the news of Barry Hennessy's inter-county retirement, um, almost a decade with the team. He was in there originally in 2010, um, a brief sabbatical, and then he was back in 2014. And even though he didn't take to the field, Matt, you know, his role is so important because... We'll say that we have the best goalie in the country, but Nicky needs someone drive him on. And that was always the case with Barry. And for Barry himself, it's probably a bit unfortunate that it was Nicky Quaid that was ahead of him. But Limerick were so blessed to have a keeper of his, of his standard as number two whenever you needed him in the league or Munster Hurling Leagues or anything like that. He stood up and more than delivered and he was there in 2015 when Nicky was injured. So it's a sad day for Limerick Hurling, but it's, it's a time to reflect on a, a brilliant career. Absolutely, Jack. And first of all, we have to say congratulations to Barry and an absolutely wonderful career. I suppose his his inter-county career is dating back a decade and a half, um, you know, and I suppose the first bit of silverware with, with, with Limerick was in in, um, in 2008 when he won a Munster Intermediate Championship medal. And I suppose... Um, at the time of making his debut in the National League in 2010 in his wildest dreams, he, he couldn't have imagined that 12 years later he would be exiting the, 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 the inter-county stage with four All-Ireland Senior Medals, four Munster Senior Medals, two National League Medals. Like they, they, you know, they just don't come better than that. But you, you, you're rightly, what you prefaced there at the start, Jack, is absolutely correct. Um he, he was unfortunate that probably the greatest goalkeeper of, of a generation w- was in front of him. And um, and I suppose he, he more than played in his part in ensuring that Nicky kept on his toes o- o- over the last number of years. Um, he, he's, he's had a great career as well, of course, with Kilmallock, Jack. Um, he, he has won a number of underage uh, county championships, but he has four senior county hurling, four county senior hurling medals, and um, he has um, a Munster uh, club senior hurling medal in 2014. But he comes from a great tradition of goalkeepers. Um, his father Tom Hennessy was was a great goalkeeper with Limerick. His great granduncle um, uh, 
sorry, granuncle, Tommy Hanley, was a legendary goalkeeper with Kilmallock, winning five county senior hurling medals and was on the original Kilmallock team that won the first county in 1960. Um, his cousin, John Hanley, also kept goal for Kilmallock. So there's been a great uh, um, family tradition in the Hanley and Hennessy families of keeping goal for Kilmallock. But, it, you know, as a goalkeeper, I, it's fair to say, Jack, and because, and I, I think the background that you painted was exactly spot on. Were Barry Hennessy in any other county, he would be an automatic first choice. Like, and his, he, you know, his dedication, his dedication just was just simply phenomenal, Jack. You know, and um, uh, like all we can say at this stage is, Barry, thanks for the memories. That, that there are many of them being a fantastic servant to, to your county. And let's hope we'll see you in the green and white of Kilmallock for another few years. And, um, you, you know, um, he, he, he's, he, he definitely is, is a loss to the Limerick squad at, at this stage to, to, to have a goalkeeper of that caliber in, in second position. Like, it, it, it gives you an idea of the strength the overall strength of, 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 of the Limerick team of the Limerick team and the Limerick setup. And it also is testimony to the outstanding goalkeeper that Nicky Quaid is, that, that he, he was able to fend off the challenge of Barry Hennessy for so long. Yeah. Look, we have we have been blessed with goalies and I'm sure we'll see Barry for Kilmallock. As you said, he's four county titles and a Munster title. So I'm sure he'll be putting all his eggs in that basket. And they were in a county final this year, so he um he has loads more time for the club. On that topic, Matt, of you know who who will replace him, there is like a couple of names in the hat. Show briefly before we do move on to the games this weekend. You know, um, obviously David McCarthy was at our goalie last year. We have Nicky as number one, I'd imagine, for another while to come. Anyway, he hasn't hinted anything else. We had Dave McCarthy, Jason Glenn has been in around there. Connor Handley Clark, a clubmate of Barry, was the goalie for the twenties. You know, there's young Quaid out in Maroubar as well. So there's there's some options there, Matt, as well for, you know, that, there's a position there on the, the Limerick squad as that backup keeper there. And there's a few faces in the running for us. Oh, I, 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 absolutely. And you you know my position on David McCarthy. Like, he's 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 my club man and, and an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper again. And, like, if you go down the chain, Jack, um, again, it's testimony um to, to, to how strong Limerick are to have a goalkeeper of the caliber of David McCarthy and he's third in line. Um you know, so obviously the names that you mentioned will certainly come come into the will come into the fray and uh, Connor Handley Clark who would be a cousin uh, of Barry's will 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 definitely come into the fray frame. Jason Galan of course has been around and I I, I suppose last year it'll give you a sense of um, the value that um, Patrick's well attached to Jason Galan as a goalkeeper, that they were prepared to forfeit his prowess up in the uh, up in the forwards this year to go back and replace Brian Murray in goal, and um, you'd have to say that that Jason Galan did exceptionally exceptionally well um, for for Patrick's well this year. Killian Quaid, of course, the son of Joe, um, again another great goalkeeping tradition in Limerick. He, he certainly will be in the mix, but um, it, it'll be a bit of head-scratching time for John Kiley. But as I say about John Kiley, whatever decision John Kiley makes, uh, Jack, it'll be the right one. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. And look, it, it's good that he does have options for that goalkeeper role because, you know, in the modern game, it is so pivotal. But I suppose moving on, on from goalies and into this weekend's action, we obviously have a huge all-Ireland semi-final this Sunday in Tullamore. You have Moanline versus Inter or versus the Leinster champions, Bray Emmets, in the All-Ireland semi-final. Um, Two-week break for Moanline after they beat Ross Gray in the Munster final. Thoroughly deserving of that. Went through that game um, in detail last week. Uh, Bray Emmets only came through this weekend. They beat Trim. Um, bit of an upset, you know, a team from, from Wicklow getting to this stage of the season, but they'll They'll really be looking to make the most of it. But for Moline, they will come into the game as favourites. I think it's fair to say. But, you know, they've, they've been heavily fancied in a lot of games this year and they've lived up to the billing. And 
there's no reason why Owen Brislane and his team can't reach an All-Ireland final this weekend. No, there's no reason at all, Jack. Um, because the game I am, um, Mona Lean, um, have been shown measurable improvements. I was present at three of their most important games. Um, I was present at more than three, but um, three very important games that they played on the way to where they are now, and that was the county semi-final against Effin, the county final against Brough, and the first round of the quarter of the, of the Munster semi-final against St. Joseph's Dura Bearfield. In all three games, they, they, they got different tests and, and they withstood them all. And I suppose the greatest test of all that they got, Jack, was against uh, against St. Joseph's Dura Bearfield. When yeah. St. Joseph's Dura Bearfield, twice in, in, in the space of three or four minutes, took the lead going down the home straight in the last 10 minutes. And that fantastic goal that we will, you know, uh, from Mako Dwyer, um, that, that turned it. And, and once they got their noses in front, Jack, the fact that they got their noses in front was very, very laudable. But what's most laudable of all, Jack, was the manner, once they got their noses in front, that they closed out them. And um, uh, there, there was very few in Kilmallock that day uh, that doubted once they got ahead in that home straight, that they, they doubted their capacity to close out the game, and they, they did it. Now, I look back twice at the, at, at the game against Russ Gray, and like I honestly think, Jack, in, 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 in the game against Australia, you might differ with me, but I think Monlean reached a new level. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah, because uh, they, 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 they came into the game as outsiders. Well, I, I won't say outsiders, we'll say Rosprey were favourites. Yeah. Um, and like there, there, there was no doubt at all. Their performance in the second half, Jack, uh, was simply, simply phenomenal. Again, we had the whole Marco Dwyer thing with 15 points. It was fantastic. But the, the performance of the others around him, Luke Murphy's, the Andrew Latouche, Cosgraves, the Donico Dollies, you know, it was, it was just simply fantastic. Like, they, they won by six or seven points. They literally blew Ross Gray away in the second half. And that wasn't in anybody's script. It wasn't, oh. you know, uh, Ross Gray came with high hopes that, they, that you know, they were going to embellish their promotion back to senior with, with a monster with a monster intermediate title. Nobody told Monolene. They were reading from a totally different script. And the one thing that I've said is the challenges as, as they've been going along, Jack, have been getting greater. And they have, they have, they have stood up to them. And it's fair to say that when you reach a monster final, that is probably the biggest challenge of all that you're going to get. Yeah. And some of the type of performance they, 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 they're reserved from that. But uh, putting it into context, they're only the third club from Limerick to win the Munster Clubs Championship after South Liberties and Effen. But they have to do something that South Liberties and Effen failed to do. And that's go on and qualify for the All-Ireland Final. Like... Um, um, South Liberties were narrowly beaten in the All Ireland semi final by St. Lactons from Freshford in the All Ireland semi final. And um, Effen were beaten by Middletown from Armagh in, in their respective semi final. And the fact that it's not a Kilkenny or a Wexford or a Dublin club that's coming out of Leinster, um, Moraline have to tread very cautiously, Jack. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kildare champions, Nace, came out of Leinster last year, <coughs> surprised everybody all around them, went on and won the All-Ireland. And obviously, um, uh, Braemitz will be taking inspiration from that. Now, Braemitz are on an exceptionally good run. They won the, they won the Wicklow Championship, Jack, in 1952. Were you around for that, were you? I was aware that day. Were you aware that day, yeah? But, they, they won it in 1952, but they didn't win it again until 2014. And they've won it seven times since 2014, but here in nine years. But here is the point. John Henderson, that three times All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny of the famous Henderson clan from, from, um, uh, from Kilkenny, um, he moved to Bray. 
and he he was responsible for for him winning the 2014 Wicklow Senior Hurling Championship. And like apparently they have put structures in place at underage level, and it's now beginning to pay dividends. Little in little interesting statistic, Jack. They played three games in the Leinster Championship. They haven't conceded a goal, but they haven't con- they haven't scored a goal either. There were three goalless matches against Saint Lazarus, is it from um, Nave Barog and Trim? There wasn't a goal in any one of them. So uh, just just an interest, probably useless statistic, but just just worth mentioning. But they they they've won seven Wicklow Championships out of the last nine, which in my opinion, senior championships. But they're going to be formidable. But I think that that Monalina are equipped to meet that challenge. Yeah, I think they are. And you make a really valid point that they are getting better and they don't seem to be overall by the occasion in any way, shape, or form. That they're, you know, they were better in the, the Limerick final than they were in previous days in the Munster final as well. So, but it, it is a big challenge. They're, they're going to play on a senior team. They are, they are a senior team now in their own right, but they won't be officially a senior team until next year. Whereas, you know, Bremets are a seasoned senior team. But you, you know, Limerick Hurling is on the crest of a wave. And that's one thing we've been missing since. I suppose uh, Napierstig in 2016 is a team to win an All-Ireland. So it'd be it'd lovely just before Christmas for Monolene to be getting in to an All-Ireland final. But um, as I said, that game I is mean, this one. You know, they can't. They, on the other side of the draw, you have Turin from Mayo and Leitrim from, from Down. Now, Turin would be an extremely, extremely seasoned uh, yeah. team team coming out of Mayo. They would have, you know, for the most part, they would be providing the bulk of the nucleus of the Mayo senior hurling team. But, um, yeah. um, uh, it, you know, were Monoline to get over the line on Sunday would be very, very dangerous territory to enter, in, enter into believing it's job done. Oh, th- yeah. Look, they'll, they'll be fully focused on that and no one on Brisland. They'll be, they'll be taking it one game at a time, but just mm. the best look to, to Monoline. This Sunday in, in Tullamore, please God, there'll be an All-Ireland final for them to look forward to. After Christmas, similarly for Adair, look, we spoke about the game in depth uh, last week, um, so we won't go into too much. Game obviously postponed, and that was kind of the theme of the weekend was postponements, but Adair's game against Berdini Oga fell victim of that. It's going to be on uh, this Sunday in Abbottstown at 1 o'clock. Same opposition, you know, same time, just a week back. It, it's disruption, Matt, but, you know, look, we spoke about it in Lent last week, so we won't dwell on it too much, but I imagine your thinking is still the same. You'll be still, would be fencing oh, a my, very, my, very my, good my, in their my, team. My, my thinking is unchanged, Jack, but the one on, unknown in this is, is um, you know, both sides were geared up for a, for a semi, an All-Ireland semi-final last Sunday. And it, 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 it will come down to which team will, it, it will adjust the better to to the change circumstances of it being put back a week, and it can be a factor that can feed into it. But I'm still pretty confident um, that you know Adair will have all their eyes dotted and T's crossed in that regard, and and uh, that, that 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 they would be really up for it. And um, I I'm, I'm still going with Adair. They're probably in Adair won't, won't thank me for saying so. Um, no. But it, but it's not out of a sense of bold confidence or anything like that, or misplaced confidence. It, it, it's just a question that I that I believe um, that they're a good side, they're on an upward trajectory, and it's an upward trajectory that is dating back almost eighteen months now. Yeah. And like they 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 they've gone places like that. You know, no Limerick team has gone before, because you must remember they were the first Limerick team to win the Munster Junior uh, Junior Clubs Camogie Championship. And yeah. now they'll certainly be the be the first Limerick club to get to the final, the All Ireland final, if they're to get over Dean Og, Oga. Yeah. So. And um, waiting for them in the final will be Nakanana from Wicklow. So we will be getting, you know, if 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 they get over the line, we'll be getting very familiar with Wicklow opposition over the coming weeks. Um, yep. Nakanana had a huge win over Sam Dominic's from Roscommon in the other semi final last weekend. Yeah, hopefully we'll be getting used to uh, Wicklow opposition. But again, the the very best look to there. Hopefully they can again another team looking forward to not Iron final after Christmas. If you want to hear the full recap, it's on our YouTube in full. That's the thumbnail you'll be looking for. Went through the whole game in, in detail in last week's pod. So uh, 
just if you want to check it out, go into that. Moving on to, I suppose, moving on to looking back, and we had a, I suppose, a disappointing weekend in terms of results, Matt. I think it's only in results you can kind of say that in uh, the Munster football finals. Obviously, Newcastle West losing to Cairns Rallies in the senior final by just a point, and the Piercing were beaten by Rathmore in the intermediate final. Starting with um, Newcastle West and Cairns Rallies, I was talking to you the other day. Um, you seem to be still, I suppose, not upset in the right word, but I suppose disappointed in the results. That, that feeling hasn't gone away. No, Jack, it hasn't gone away. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed with the result, but like there can be no question about it, Jack, that the, the performance of Newcastle West was such that it deserved it, it deserved a result. Um, the day was simply fantastic, no question about it. Every last man of them gave everything on that Mallow Turf last Saturday. And, um, it, you know, it just, it, it, they went in at half time, Jack. Um, you, you can picture this situation. They went in at half time, leading by four points to three. The Kerry champions hadn't scored from Clare. At that stage, that, that three off points was made up by two Jack Savage frees and a Tommy Walsh mark. And like the expectation, and we were in the press box, and you know, it was unanimous, including the Kerry core, that there could only be one result. And lo and behold, um, it, it was that 10 minutes after half time, Jack, um, that, that, that really, really turned it. And the intervention of Tommy Walsh, and he, he'd been well policed up to that point. You know, and um, they equalized literally within seconds of the restart. And then four minutes into the second half, um, uh, Walsh made the first intervention when he caught a diagonal ball from from um, um, Jack Savage, and he he gave he gave Mike Mike Quilligan absolutely no chance. He could do nothing about it. He blasted it to the net, and like uh, at the, they added a point soon afterwards, and. That meant that a one-point deficit had a one-point deficit at some time, at half time, about five minutes into the second half, had become a four-point lead. And you said to yourself, "Here goes again, more of the same." But uh, nobody told Newcastle West that, and um, Keen Sheehan, who was absolutely, absolutely incredible throughout the game, along with Ian Corbett, and who were driving that team, they were absolutely inspirational, as was every player in a black and white jersey. Um, he, he had a shot at goal. He came back off the crossbar, or off the woodwork anyway, and Mike McMahon was the first to react, and he slided it into the net, down to a point. Jack, within 90 seconds at the other end, you know, this has been <coughs> well documented. Uh, Newcastle West conceded again. Um, and this time, uh, Tom Wall, Tom. Um, Tom Walsh was involved again. Tommy Walsh, he fielded the ball. He spotted a diagonal run of, 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 of Barry John Keane and he offloaded it perfect, timed the offload perfect. And, and um, uh, Barry John Keane blasted an excellent goal. Again, Mike Quilligan had no hope. But after that, uh, that was the 39th minute. They were four points up. He only scored one more point, Jack. Yeah. In the rest of the game. They, they didn't score for the last 20 minutes of actual play. That's including additional time. Um, basically, it was Newcastle West pounding them. But you, 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 you've got to hand it to 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 um, to 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 Cairns or Ahlis, like the, the way that they defended and the disciplined way that they defended. Um, they, they, they pounded and pounded and pounded. And from the 37 minutes, um, uh, from Mike McMahon's goal. Um, um, Newcastle West found scores very, very hard to get. And when Tom Hall put over the ball on the 47 minute, they were four points down. Now, Newcastle West failed to register a score again until the hour mark. When they got when they got a point in the 60 and 61st minute, both from freeze by Owen Hurley. But Jack at the 84, 64th minute, Aaron, Aaron Neville, he did absolutely everything right. Um, but the ball just skimmed over the bar. On, on another day, it could have gone under, and and we, we, we might be talking about it. We'd be talking about a different result. But you know, it's pure it's pure 
poor consolation to him, Jack, but all of full credit to Newcastle West. They, they, they did exceptionally, exceptionally well. And you, you were there during the week when you were talking, when you had them talking and the week before. And um, uh, Jimmy Lee was, was emphasizing and Stephen Kelly and others about getting a performance. Jack, they really, really got a performance. They kind of left, they, 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 they left Mallow disappointed, but can keep their, their heads held high because um, they really, really gave it everything. Yeah, they did, you know, and I, I suppose the defeat to Austin Stacks last year kind of signaled that there was still a bit of a gulf between the Newcastle and the best teams and Munster, but they firstly rectified that against Clanwell and they, they went, they did the same against Karen's rallies and that. A bounce of ball either way could have, you know, could have been very, very different. Um, maybe it would be better. See, off the, the, the one thing that the one thing, Jack, is that they've learned from last year, and I, I think we mentioned it in in one particular podcast where we felt that shortcomings that manifested in twenty twenty one were all rectified this year, and I have no doubt that they that 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 they will learn, they will learn considerably, and um, oh. they they now know. Jack, and they now believe and they can confidently believe that they are able to mix it with the best in Munster. Yeah, and, and they believe it because they've shown it in fairness, you know, and they showed it they showed it in spades throughout the campaign, and we, we've mm. gone through it ad nauseum at this stage, but they, they were the best team in Limerick, they're the mm. second best team in, in Munster, you know, and that's no consolation to them, but when they do reflect on it and see the performance they gave and see how close they pushed Kerry and see how dominant Kerry teams are in these competitions, you know, and, and how far they've come, they'll they'll be glad. And as as I always say, it's it's worrying for the other teams in Limerick, but it, it's really it's really good for um for the, the county as a whole and for, for Ray Dempsey, there'll be a couple there now that'll be called in, you know, that their Munster campaign has come to an end. Unfortunately they won't have killed McCud to come in an All Ireland semi final. But you know, the future is bright not only for Newcastle, but for Limerick football. Absolutely, Jack. Absolutely, and um, you know they, they certainly uh, they showed on Sunday like that they weren't in the slightest bit overall by the fact that Cam's or Ahali were were the Kerry champions. No, not at all. And, um, yeah, that that was a big monkey to get off, and if all Limerick teams could get that monkey off their back, you know, um, we'd be in a very very good place. Yeah, it would be ideal to get that monkey off the back of uh, beating a Kerry side. And unfortunately for Napiershig, defeat was there a lot against Ratmore. Um, finished um ten points to one seventeen below and Mallow as well. But when you take in all the factors in into that game, you know they were playing the Kerry champions. Uh, Ratmore would be considered the ninth best club, you know, in Kerry. Napiershig would have been thirteenth best, you know, if you're going by the twelve teams in the Limer Senior and eight in the Kerry Senior. And the Pierce were with them for a lot of that game. You know, Kieran Daly hit the crossbar shortly after the half. That would have brought us in within three points. The first score of the game. You know, the Pierce should give as good as they got for an awful lot of that game against a really good Ratmore side. So again, look, the result wasn't there, but when you reflect on it, the Pierce faithful can only be proud of their team's efforts and really happy with how far they've come. Absolutely, Jack. Absolutely, and. Um... Uh, like they came, they came through the Limerick campaign. Like you, you, you must remember that they, they, they came from when you're relegated, Jack. Like Napiershik were last year. You're at a low ebb. You're at a low base, so you're coming from a low base. Um, but the w- w- the way they came through the Limerick Championship, and I've documented this, and um, I certainly wouldn't be happy with 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 what happened in that group. But I'm not going to go over it again. But I, I certainly hope I'll never again see it happening to anybody. But um, it certainly, it certainly didn't work in the Pierce's favour. But they overcame that, and um, they won a very, very good Limerick Championship. And um, they, they went on to Munster, had a good win over Ron Moore, and had a, a win with a dis- in, in a disappointing game against Ballina. Um, but they, they got the job done and semi-finals are all about getting to finals and then faced the right of Rat, might of Ratmore who you must remember in the previous round in the semi-final Jack, they blew the Cork champions Canturk out of the water were it not for two late goals for Canturk um, it, it would be, the margin would have been absolutely huge 
But it's this whole thing about carrying the final again. But the Piercing, you know, on Sunday, they gave it everything, Jack. And you, you can't ask for any more. Um, Michael Lynch and his management team, all you can ask to do, you can prepare and you can prepare and, and just hope um, that, that it comes right on the day. But if a team goes out and gives it everything, you know, very, very few. A very interesting background to this, Jack. And it, 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 it is something that needs to be looked at. There have been 19 Munster um, Intermediate Club finals. Kerry have won 16 of them. Cork have won three. Kerry have won the last eight. There have been 19 junior football finals. Kerry have won 15 and Cork have won four. There's a disparity there, Jack. And I just wonder about the integrity of the competition going forward if there isn't something done to have a leveler playing field. Because you're right when you say what you say. Um, um, Ratmore are the ninth team in Kerry. Now, Napiersik are probably the 13th team in, 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 um, in, in Limerick. But you know, getting back to the Piercic, um, they will be disappointed with the result. I think they can be happy with the performance and happy that the, that the performance is a platform for their return to senior football in Limerick next year. Yeah, brilliant platform for them to work off that they've shown that they can go toe-to-toe mm. -to -toe with, the, with the best in Munster. So overall, really good campaign. For the Piercing, ever before you get into hurling, you had two county titles to that as well. But you know, fair play to, to both Newcastle and the Piercing. Didn't get the results they wanted, but again, it, it's putting Limerick on a better footing in the football landscapes. Um, briefly, moving on to football and hurling, the we got the draws for Fitzgibbon and Sigerson Cups for 2023 match just earlier today. Um, I'll just read out the groups there. Interestingly, UL and, and two Midwestern, the same group. Um, in Group A, then you have NUIG, uh, MTU, Cork, and SETU, Watford. Group B has Limerick's Mary I with Carlo IT and DCU. Group C, Maynooth University, UCC and UCD. And then Group D, UL, two Midwest, and ATU, Galway. Um, I suppose for... The Limerick sides, Mary, I got, got a horrible draw last year. I think it's fair to say the draw this year is, isn't much better, Matt, but it's probably more doable with um Carlo and DCU. Um, and then for UL and Toos, they both came out of the group last year. They'll be hoping for the same, but they both have to be ATU Galway, which I'd imagine is just an extension of GMIT, who, who got to the semi-final well, last year. So we, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it more in the new year, but briefly, you know, from looking at the squads and stuff, you'd be hopeful for Mary. I you'd be fairly confident in UL, and you'd be hopeful for Toos as well. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, we'd be hope you, you you'd be hopeful that 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 uh, it it'll be quarterfinals that 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 that, that they will make it. Um, I I see no reason why why the Limerick sides won't make it. Um, but again, it's it's literally hot press. It's we we haven't had time to really sit down and study it. And the, the, the way we can really study it is we sit down in, in the context of the various panels and, and see who, who, who's available. But um, UL are the champions, of course. And um, um, at first glance, Jack, and um, having a brief look over that panel in which they have five Limerick players, um, it, 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 um, it, it, it will take a very, very good team to take it off them, you know. Yeah, they've they've five Limerick players, and they also have the bones of the team that won it last year. You know, the likes of Brian O'Mara and Omar. Mark Rogers and Dee's Mike Kiley. Yeah, and as you know, it's I think it's unfair having an All Ireland winning team when you're adding in um, Adam English, Carl O'Neill, and Colin Coughlin to name just a couple. But UL are very formidable for Mary I. We obviously we have um, Jason Galan will be flying the flag for Mary I, and two then have a, a number of players that. Uh, Limerick fans will be familiar with, but as I said, look, we'll be we'll be going into it more in depth in the new year. But uh, Jack, there is there 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 are dark horses just about two miles down the road on Lee side. Um, <laughs> you always have to have uh, your spoken. Pardon? You always have to have your spoken about the college, as you call them. 
Yeah, a, 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 a team that have won more Fitzgibbons than anybody. Like, and who will include who including that panel this year? Um, Jerome Boylan of the Piercing, uh, Patrick Hartnell of a hand, Eddie Stokes of Dune and Ronan Fox of a hand, um, a hand. So, um, they're not to be discounted. No, definitely not. Um, and we might hear more from from those players as we get into the latter end of this podcast, which we are on because it is going to be a shorter episode today, but. The Sigerson then, Matt, you know, pits your own college against my college, for want of a better way of describing it, UL versus UCC. Obviously, UL have never won it, but have been building. They got the final last year. They'll Absolutely. be without a certain David Glifford, which makes it that more difficult. But um, Sigerson is probably a bit more cut and trust in that. Well, I think now you can afford to lose well, your first game before, before you couldn't. But UCC were champions in 2020, if I remember correctly like so that's right they, they did the double jack yeah so you will be looking to follow suit there with interesting interesting ties there i'll just run through them quickly there is a v- very interesting ulster tie but mtu Kerry versus atu sligo which would have been formerly Kerry or truly it versus sligo it um carlo versus st mary's nuig who are the champions against maynooth mtu cork versus ucd um, ATU Donegal versus DCU, ATU Galway versus TUD, Queens versus Ulster University. That'll that'll be a right battle, and then UCC versus UL. Um, you know that is of course a second chance in it, Jack, isn't it? Yeah, that? I think that's a new thing. There's a, there is a second chance, all right, but yeah. it will be, it'll be interesting to to see how they go, and we will be looking at them um, when we come back in the new year. I think. Those fit our Sigerson ties are down for the eleventh and twelfth. I think the fit right. is a week later, around the seventeenth or so. I think so. Um, look, we'll be we'll dive we'll dive deep into those um in the new year. Um, before we finish today, we were just kind of touching on some of those players in Fitzgibbon Limerick. Obviously, have eighteen. So um, I wanted just to maybe go through a couple of players you might be looking forward to to seeing in the new year. Between us, we might pick five between us. Um. It might be a player we've seen a lot of already and you're just excited to see him take it to a new level or maybe a younger player on the radar. I know for me, and we might start with um, a certain Shane O'Brien that I saw a photo of Limerick. They were doing jiu-jitsu at the, in Limerick somewhere, I suppose it's Team Bandon River, and Shane O'Brien was in the back row for anyone that spotted him with a Celtic jersey on. Standing beside Damer Burns, he was as big as the hurler of the year. He's only 18 years of age. Um, you know, he's still still eligible for under 20s. You know, he's only one year of senior club under his belt, but he's a real he's a real prospect, isn't he? Oh, it's absolutely. Is it um, to me, Shane O'Brien is the real deal, you know. Um I I thought he had an exceptionally good first year in 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 the, in the Limerick Singer Hurling Championship. That unfortunate injury that he got against two. Um, may have impeded him a small bit, but um, oh, Jack, I, you know, the way he made the transition from underage to to um, to senior, it was like as if he was at it all his life. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic, and he definitely is just. He, you're talking about players that you think might make the breakthrough. I take it, Jack, and he he yeah. is certainly na- nailed on for it. Absolutely nailed on for it. Yeah. Anyone else um, spring to your mind? That has maybe impressed you. Well, yeah, yeah, somebody that has been hovering around the senior panel for the last two or three years, and I think this might be his opportunity to to to, to move on. And that's Jerome Bylan. Uh, yeah, I, I thought when he any time he he missed a few games from the Piercy, but any game he played, Jack, I thought he was absolutely exceptional. And I thought he was particularly exceptional in the game against Paddy Gunnar. And. Um, um, I, 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 he, you know, and he's got that small bit of experience of being involved in the squad now, and um, I, I, I would be looking to him as one that I, I that I think will would possibly drive on this year, or yeah, next I, year now, twenty twenty three. I suppose it's it's bad enough when you have um you have Barry Nash and Sean Finn in front of you in my case, and then you have Richie English is the the backup, and then Morris had going there, but you know Jerome has been doing it. For, but, for... but 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 he he Jerome Byron, and this is the point that I make about him, Jack. He's got versatility. Yeah. No, you know, 
he can move up the field. It's one of his strengths. We, 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 we've seen him slotted into different positions um, with equal effect, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, he, he has been doing it at a really high level from the Pearson. I think we all saw at the Valley Gunner game that he has done it at the highest level. Another player that I'm looking forward to seeing, and I suppose we, we touched on it very briefly there, he'll be talking out with UCC, is Ronan Fox. And I suppose when you talk about a hand, you know, Tom Morrissey is going to take a lot of the plaudits when it comes to scoring, and rightly so, because he puts up outrageous numbers. But for the 21s this year, and they reached a, a 21 semi-final, he was the key man for hand, was, was Ronan Fox. So a brilliant free taker, but equally good, you know, from play. To, to get onto that UCC team that's so star-studded will, will say its own its own thing about him. Whether he plays now is a different story, but he's one, I think, that you know can really make his mark you know, for, for club and county this year. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there, Jack. I, I, I would agree again. And um, the hope is that that he 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 will he will make the UCC team. Now, you know, looking at the UCC forwards, um, there is a very very strong formidable uh, contingent from Cork. You're talking like the likes of Conor Cahillan, Jack O'Connor, Shane Barrett, um, Darrell Flynn. They're all there, but you know, he, he's capable of mixing it in that company. And oh. um, so, um, yeah, I. I would agree with you. I I I I I think Ron Fox has a future, and it, it would be very very good for his development, of course, to make it on the UCC team. Yeah, and it's it's a real opportunity for players is the, the Fitzgibbon Cup because it probably is the next closest thing to senior intercounty is the Fitzgibbon Absolutely. Cup because it, yeah. it's so littered with um with those players. Um, I'll take another name off you if you have one off the top of your head there. Well, I have, but uh, I'm, I'm giving you somebody that has, I suppose, has been tried and tested, and um, you know. But um, any time I have, I've, I've seen him playing this year. He's been absolutely amazing as Colin Cochran. Yeah, um, I suppose he does. Again, the the fellas in front of him, <laughs> wing back, hurler of the year, um, three time All Star and All Ireland winning captain Declan Hannan, and then he will have a Dan Morrissey or a Kyle Hayes to deal with, but. He's all he's all the physical traits and, and the skill in the world does Colin. I think it's just about going the same trajectory as he started. Well, I, I I've seen him playing in three or four different positions this year. I've seen him playing wing back. I've seen him playing centre back. He dovetailed back into the centre back in that very uh, in that fantastic um, uh, Premier under twenty one under twenty one final we had between Bally Brown and Mungret. And I've seen him jack at midfield very very effective. Um, again. Like Jerome, it's a lot of adaptability in him, and not, and of course, Jack, you know, he possesses sheer power and and hurling skill to match. And um, like we we saw in the twenty twenty one All Ireland when he came on, like he he wasn't one bit lost there, Jack. And um, so, like I, I I think this is a year in which Colin will drive on, you know. Yeah, and he has all the attributes to do that. Um, we might finish with um, I, 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 a player you, I know you've great time for, was very disrupted with injuries this year, made the, the senior panel, he's still in the 20s. Um, I'm talking about Paddy Donovan, you know, very injury blighted year, but what we saw him do for his club, you know, in winning intermediate and this year in Premier Intermediate, again, has all the tools to be an inter-county forward, probably similar to Peter Casey and Graham Mulcahy in stature, but it's all about his risks. Um, and I know you've you've great hopes for Paddy Donovan. Hopefully, this could be another breakout year for him. Hopefully, Jack. Um, I I really, really have hopes for P- Paddy O'Donovan. I, I don't hide it from anybody, my admiration for the guy. Um, no, no, he I, 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 I think he's just absolutely fantastic. And I think I've been vindicated um, for the most part since. But he, he got that injury at the start of this year, Jack, which definitely impeded him. No question about it. And I suppose if he had a fault, maybe it was came back too soon or tried to come back too soon without giving it fully cleared up. But um, to me, I, I, I think he's he's a, just a simply fantastic um, uh, performer, I, I, I prospect, an absolutely fantastic prospect. And um, I, I saw him in, in a county um, uh, under 19 final this year against... He, he he was just on a different planet. 
you know, he was just simply out magnificent. And that's just at his own level, you know. Um, it, it, it was the same, he put the same thing into the under 21 championship. And like his performance for this for Effen, and they have been so consistent, like, um, uh, since, since he made the breakthrough. And who will forget the county final of, of, of 2021? Yeah, you know, I suppose we've named five there. There's there's a hundred young lads coming through. In that, that, that we, we we haven't mentioned. You see, we haven't mentioned Adam English. Another I, fantastic prospect. We 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 haven't mentioned Cahal O'Neill because I suppose we're assuming that Cahal O'Neill at this stage is part of the system. But yeah, <coughs> a player that my my heart goes out to, and I hope that his look, uh, that his look will turn this year. And that that um, the Fitzgibbon Cup with UL will be the catalyst for a change of look, and that's Mark Quinlan of Gallus Balan. Yeah, fine, fine player. I think he's lovely centre back um, for Gallus Balan. Obviously, he won a couple of minors with his club, but there's so many, there's so many lads of, of that yeah, age just sprinkled around. Like you mentioned, Eddie Stokes a while ago, he'll be in with, with UCC, even Patrick Hartnett in there as well. Carl yeah. Downs, another one from KP, Davy Fitz. From KP, you know, look, we're really, we're really blessed with the the young talent coming through because the lads in the Limerick senior team, they're a good age profile, but they have a lot of hurling done as well. So it'd be no harm if that the, the bit of competition will drive them on a bit more. But that took that was just a well, small. Come back, back to Mark Quinlan, Jack, and when I, I don't want to skip over it, not I don't want to hog it. In this, this is fact. In 2018, uh, Gareth Spillane won the county intermediate championship. Galbally won the county intermediate football championship. Mark Quinlan played every minute of every game except 20 minutes. He 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 on a Sunday he went down to he went down to Dungarvan where Gareth Bland were beaten by Clane in the Munster Clubs Championship. And the following Wednesday night, he was absolutely outstanding when Gareth Bland, at centre back when Gareth Bland um retained the Premier Minor Hurling Championship. That is the type of individual you're talking about there. So let's hope that his look is going to turn for him because it he deserves it. Yeah, he was he was another lad. If if I'm right, was in that picture in that jiu-jitsu hall. So you know he's he's back in there with Limerick. So please God, in, in terms of injury, it, it'll be a good year for Mark. But that's three quarters now hour on on the board here for us. Well, Dad, just before we go, Jack, there is a very very pleasant function on oh, yes. in Carrickandleish on this on this Friday evening. It's on in the Millennium Centre in Carrickandleish at eight thirty. Um, it he. Back about what in 2003 or 2004, a group was formed in East in East Limerick, calling themselves the Old Time Gales or the Shan Gales, and basically their 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 um, their, 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 their um, aim was to honour unsung heroes in the various clubs um, who otherwise wouldn't be recognised, and they have been doing it since it's close on two decades now at this stage. And it has been very, very successful in that people, as I said, that, you know, have made huge contributions to the Gaelic Athletic Association that has gone unheralded. Now, this year, there, there, there is a slight change. There, there, there was no no um, awards for the last two years because of the pandemic. But this year, um, they've joined forces um, with the East Limerick Board and um, it is on. It is on in the Millennium Centre in Carrickandleish this Friday night at eight thirty, and there will be a person from each club honoured. Plus, there will be a number of other awards as well. For instance, a referees award, which will be the the Jimmy Butler Coffee um, Award um, for referees, which will be going to Philip D this year. And there's the Tom O'Brien. Um, a special award, which will, will be announced on the night. But there's a whole myriad of them. But um, it's very, very interesting. Um, not only do they focus on the living, Jack, but they focus on the dead and those that have gone uh, gone before us and um, who are no longer around because there are posthumous awards. And this year, um, they, will, they will go to Tony McMahon, the late chairman of Palace Green, and John Ryan of Ula, who sadly both were taken all too soon from us. So it, it, it's a lovely, lovely concept, fantastic concept, and always a great night. I've, I've been there on a number of occasions and really enjoyed it. But what I really enjoy most about it is 
to see people that we know have done and contributed so much um, uh, to the GA over the years, unheralded, and now we see them getting their 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 their, their moment in the sun. So it's a fantastic if a whole the whole concept, Jack, is fantastic. Congratulations to those um, that that, um, that that started it in the first place. And very very interesting. One of the people that spearheaded it on this occasion will be getting um will 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 be getting the, the Hall of Fame award. And that is, um, you know, the legend that is Eddie Wade. Uh, Eddie was so dedicated to, to for so long to to, to, that, to that particular concept, but so dedicated to everything involved in the GA. Many many years as an esports officer, <coughs> an officer with his club South Liberties County Board officer. He served at every level, and it's great to see that he gets that bit of recognition as well. Yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds like it'd be a very enjoyable night and uh, well worthy winners and recipients on the night. So best look to everyone there, and it was a well done for those who organised it. That's just under an hour on on the board for us, which is very good. We generally always break the hour, even though we say we won't. But look, we've only two games this weekend to look forward to. It is slowing down for Christmas. Mornaline mm. and Bray Emmets in the All Ireland semi final on Sunday at one o'clock in Tullamore. And Adair versus Brudini Oga at the same time, the same day in Abbottstown in Dublin. So the best of luck to, to Monaline and to Adair. You're coming in with something? I'm, I'm just coming in. I'm wondering about the split season. We have an awful lot of under-21 games. Do they have to wait until the uh, until the, the club game clip, clicks in again next next July? But, you know, I think I think the whole thing is unfortunate that so many um, games will fell foul of the weather. It was nobody's fault. But yeah. I raised it briefly last week, and and I think it's something that's worked hard the rescheduling of that competition to another stage of the year. Yeah, I suppose the lads in our club are kind of in limbo at the moment. They don't really know what's happening. But I suppose weather is something outside of the organisers' control. So absolutely, you know, it's absolutely, catch twenty two. But I suppose at this time of the year, you do run the risk that weather will play its part. But you know, thankfully, we got our month's finals out of the way last week. I think we will get our games this weekend. Please God, the best luck to Monlean and to Adair. A huge thank you to everyone that tuned in and listened. Um, I suppose like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us, whatever you're watching or listening, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Spotify or all them things. Just spread the world, <laughs> spread the word, and grow the community a small bit. As always, a huge thank you to you, Matt, um, for your great in- insights. Again, the best luck to the teams competing this weekend. And we won't. This isn't our last one before Christmas, but we are closing in. So as we get into Christmas spirit, I hope everyone is, is enjoying this time of year. But for now, Matt, a huge thank you and good luck. Thanks, Jack. Especially in the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for a-